Well, hey, good morning, New Hope, and welcome to the Domino House. This is my house, and today I'm preaching a message called Jesus in Our Homes. And I wanted to bring you into our home just to give that feel of we don't have to be in church in order to experience Jesus, grow in our faith, and and do that together with other people. I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about Christianity today is that we have to go to church if we want to grow in our faith. But we can experience Jesus we can experience the power and the presence of God and, and friendships right, right here in our homes. And we at New Hope, and especially under Pastor Bill's leading, have really tried to push this and initiate this into our church, into the community of our church by doing things like, like once a year or so, we'll give you invite cards that you can hand out to your neighbors that fill in the blank, right? Just pick a time, day, and address and have a party, have a get together with your neighborhood. And really what we're trying to do in this is bring Jesus into our homes, bring Jesus into our neighborhoods, because we believe that the power and the presence of God, right? It's not just in a building, but it's in our homes as well. And I think that this is one thing that's kind of awkward, if we're just honest, because we have a lot of people that do it. We have a lot of people that take advantage of it, but we also have a lot of people that are like, no, <laughs> I'm not doing that. And the reason why is because I think that when we when we talk about our faith and when we talk about living at home or in our neighborhoods or with the people that we know, sometimes I think that we get awkward or fearful or it makes us a little bit anxious. But here's what I want to challenge you with today. I think one of the reasons why this happens is because as Christians, we think that our, our faith and our relationship with Jesus is just a personal, private relationship with Jesus. And while that's true, that it is a personal relationship with Jesus, that doesn't mean it's private. In fact, being a Christian, what the Bible talks about all over the New Testament, the very opposite thing from being private is Christianity. We're meant to be public. We're meant to be public about our faith. Tell everybody, tell the world. In fact, the Great Commission, right? Jesus says, go and baptize everybody from all nations. Preach the gospel. Do all of it. It is meant to be a personal but public relationship with Jesus. And so I want to hit on why this is so important. Why is it so important that we bring Jesus into our homes and into our neighborhoods? And you know, what's the point with hospitality and why is this so important? So I want to go to a story, a very famous story uh, with Jesus, Mary, and Martha. Here's what it says. Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. It says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Now, what I love about this story is that Jesus and his disciples, they just got done going from town to town, village to village, preaching the good news. They were exhausted. They were tired. And so they come to this town where Martha has a house. And Martha and Mary, they're so excited. Jesus and the disciples are back. And so they start getting the house already, start preparing meals, start cleaning things up, tidying around because they're, they're hospitable women. But all of a sudden, here's what happens. Jesus and his disciples are sitting down, they're talking, they're having this moment where they're all together. And Mary is so enamored with Jesus. And she starts to realize like, hey, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a lot to do, but Jesus is here and the disciples are here. And she kind of hooks on to this idea that, you know what, there's so many details <laughs> that we got to do. We got to prepare this whole meal, but Jesus is here. 
And what happens with Martha is she gets so frustrated because she's the one preparing all the details. And I know some of you women are like this. Some of you guys are like this. Like you care about the details. And some of you are like me and you're like, hey, I don't care. Who's <laughs> like, let's just hang out with people. I don't care if it's messy. Let's just hang out with people. This is what Mary kind of clings on to. She realizes that being with Jesus, being with the disciples is so much more important. And I want to hit on the why. Because here's what Jesus says. He says, Martha, Martha. You're worried and upset about so many things, but there's only one thing you need to focus on. Well, what is that one thing? Well, if you ask me, I think that we all have this inherent desire, this inherent, almost spiritual, this very human desire to be with people. And I think the, the coronavirus and the, the quarantine, everything that we've gone through over the past few months has really exposed this in our lives. I remember when we were doing the stay-at-home order a few months ago. We were all supposed to stay at home unless you, you, know, you had to go get essential things. And one day when it was lifted, like the very next day after it was lifted, I was on my way to Menards just to go pick up some stuff for the house. And I was blasting music with my windows rolled down and I was just singing at the top of my lungs. I just felt good. And the reason why, when I realized, is like, I saw people. <laughs> I could see people on the road. I saw people at Menards. I was so happy because there's something human. There's something about our desires, the way that God has created us, that he has created us for intimacy and relationship, both with him, with God, and with one another. And this is what Mary has realized. And so I think as we talk about Jesus in our homes, for a lot of us, that makes us really uncomfortable. But here's where I want to challenge you. Back when I was a freshman in college, I was passionate about baseball. Still, I'm very passionate about baseball. If you see me on the softball field on Tuesday nights, I'm passionate, <laughs> to say the least. But I wasn't going to play because I was 30 pounds, about 30 pounds underweight. I was just too small. In the field, with my defense, I was fine. I could play at the collegiate level. But when it came to hitting, it came to the offensive side of the game, I just wasn't big enough, strong enough, quick enough to keep up with 95-mile-an-hour pitching. And so here's what I did. I quit. No, I'm totally kidding. No, here's what I really did. I wanted to play. I wanted to be on the team. And so here's what I did. I got on a 5,000 calorie diet, which is disgusting. I was eating like two to three cheeseburgers a day, plus these whole like bins of coffee cake in the morning for breakfast. It was <laughs> really gross. It wasn't all healthy food. But then I was working out for three hours a day. And I did this six days a week. And so I packed on 30 pounds from September to December, which is like <laughs> insane. For anybody who's, who's ever tried to gain weight or lose weight, you know how hard it can be. But it was insane. Now, if you're asking yourself, like, well, where'd it go? I know, right? When I quit baseball, I pretty much lost all that muscle, which is a bummer. But it's what happens. But here's what I had to do. If we want to grow in our faith, if we want to grow as people in general, if there's ever anything that we're trying to overcome, we have to get uncomfortable. We have to get out of our comfort zone. It's what we do that if we want to grow, we've got to do things that we wouldn't normally do. For me, honestly, I've always loved sports. I've always loved playing baseball, basketball, football. Always, My life has kind of revolved around sports for a long time. So here's what I did. I had to get uncomfortable. And really, if we want to grow in our faith, if we want to grow as people, we have to get uncomfortable. We have to get out of our comfort zones. And so here's where we're pushing with this story that we read about Jesus, Mary, and Martha. Mary realizes the one thing that is needed is this human relationship with Jesus. And this human relationship with the disciples, there's something powerful, something human about being connected. And I think really what I've talked about is coronavirus has exposed this about a lot of us. We are lonely. We are tired. Some of us are mentally kind of like going crazy because 
it's hard not to be around people. And I know what you might be thinking, if you're like me, right? You might be thinking, Justin, that's great for you, but I'm an introvert. And I'm going to stop you right there because I am an introverted person. Aside from being on the softball field on Tuesday nights and aside from being at church or at youth group where I can be wild and crazy and open, I'm a very introverted person. I love being at home. I love being with Maddie, being with Izzy, just sitting on the dock, just hanging out. That's how I recharge. I love people, but I need to recharge. That's just how I am. But I want to challenge you with this. Your being introverted is not the exception to the rule when it comes to a biblical truth. Genesis chapter 2 verse 18 says, it is not good for man to be alone. And so sometimes when we read that verse, we think, man, I should just be more you know, connected. I should be together with people more, but I feel so introverted. And here's what I want to challenge you with. And I'm going to say this very bluntly, but I mean this out of love. We cannot use being introverted as a mask for our insecurities, fears, or anxieties. And this is what I did for a long time. When I read stories like this about Mary and Martha and being together with Jesus and with the disciples, it's powerful. But sometimes I feel like, man, I'm so introverted. But what I learned about myself is I slapped that title of introvert. I slapped that label of introvert onto myself because I was trying to cover up wounds that I had in my past. And one of those wounds for me is I have Tourette's. And I've talked about this before to the church, but I have a very slight case of Tourette's where I twitch my arms like this. Sometimes I blink really funny. Sometimes I just can't sit still. I curl my toes. I itch all the time because I just can't sit still. And this happens to me when I was a young kid. And so I started off in school kind of getting made fun of, laughed at. It wasn't like horrible bullying, but I faced a lot of like, geez, this is a very public thing. Everybody notices this about me. And so I got very insecure about it. And so I decided, you know what, since I'm so insecure, I'm probably just an introvert. But what I want to say to that is we have to be so careful. God has created us for human connection. God has created us to be together in relationship and not only with him, but with each other. And so as it's summertime, as we look around, this is the perfect opportunity, especially now that we've broken quarantine and the stay-at-home order and everything like that. This is the perfect time to, we need to be with people. And here's the point that I want to make clear as well. When I'm talking about, you know, getting together and being with people and having people over to our homes, because Jesus isn't just in church, he's in our homes too. There's two ways to look at this. We We have to think, you know, do I have to have a Bible study every time I have people over? Does every time I have people over to my house, does that mean I have to have a prayer? (laughs) Like, is this a spiritual thing or is it just hanging out? And honestly, it's both. This story that we read about Mary and Martha, there's nothing in here that suggests that Jesus was leading the Bible study. There's nothing in here that says, you know, that Jesus was leading some sort of prayer time during this. They were all just together. They were hanging out. And this is crucial to understand because I think this is the reason why so many of us are nervous or awkward or fearful is because we feel like we're ill-equipped to do things like this. But we have to recognize that, you know what, Jesus has called us not just to preach the gospel, not just to pray together and be with each other, but to just be together because that's what we were created for. We were created for intimacy, both with God and with people. And so here's what I want to encourage us to as a church with. One of our go-to verses when it comes to fear, anxiety, and, and our cares and struggles that we have in life, it's 1 Peter 5, 7. Here's what it says. It says, cast all your anxiety onto him because he cares for you. 
Now, this verse is phenomenal, and it's got such a great truth that we can just cast our anxieties, we can cast our struggles, we can cast all of our cares onto Jesus because he cares for us, and that's the antidote, right? God is the antidote. Whatever we're struggling with, we give to him. But if you study the book of 1 Peter, what you learn about this book is that it's not written to individual Christians. Actually, in context, it was written to small packs of Christians that were scattered all around Rome and other cities. They were being persecuted for their faith. They all thought they were going to die. And so they were anxious. They were fearful. They were scared. And so Peter writes this letter saying, hey, as church, as a church, as groups of Christians, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. This is what we were meant for. And I think that when we read this verse as in as if it was given to us as individuals and that we were just supposed to pray quietly by ourselves and cast our anxieties onto Jesus. I think that's a good thing, but we're also not living out the full intention of what that verse was supposed to mean. We were meant to come together as the body of Christ, come together as the church, pray for one another, talk with one another, cast our anxieties together onto God. And why is this so important? Why would this add so much more meaning and so much truth to this verse? Because the Bible says, where two or more are gathered, there the power and the presence of God will be. Church, we were created for community. We were created for relationship. And so as we preach this message today that Jesus is in our homes, he absolutely is. We were meant to be together. I know some of us are introverted, but we have to recognize that, you know what? We recharge alone, but we got to be with people. It's healthy. Some of us have wounds that, you know, we don't really want people over. What it means to have people over to our homes is, man, it feels like I'm inviting people into my life. And I've got a lot of brokenness. I got a lot of damage. I got a lot of wounds. Jesus went to the cross for those wounds. He can free you. And one of the ways that he does that is through community. We cast our anxieties onto Jesus together because he cares for us. That gives us an opportunity to release and be healed from the wounds. And so here's my challenge for you. God wants to be in your home. He wants to be in your heart. And for those of you, especially those of you with wounding and with brokenness and with sin struggles, you have no idea that you might be missing out on the grace of God and the peace of God, the presence of God in your life because he wants to speak through your friends. He wants to speak through your family members. He wants to speak through the people that you invite into your life. That's how God works. He doesn't just speak through the Bible. He speaks through prayer. He speaks through people. He wants to send us messages and comfort and encouragement. And that's just one of the ways that he does it. So I want to encourage you, church. It is summertime. If you've got a lake to go to, get out, go to the lake with friends. Have barbecues, have people over, but let's join together in community. It is what we were made for. I'll leave you with this, Genesis 2.18. It is not good for man to be alone. Let's welcome people. Let's invite people. Let's be hospitable, but never forget the one thing which is what Mary recognized, that we are made for community. We are made for relationship both with God and with people. Have a great day and God bless.